Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. I hope you're doing good today. Um, Today, I'm going to cover emetophobia, the fear of throwing up again. Um, We did cover this a couple of episodes ago with Chrissy Hodges. She was kind enough to come on and share her story about growing up with emetophobia. She had written the memoir, Pure O, where she talks about her experience with OCD and emetophobia. And it was really interesting to hear from an adult's perspective, like her ongoing struggles and how it impacts her relationship. And I thought it would be cool to look at it on the flip side, look at it from the young person's perspective, like super young. What's it like growing up with emetophobia when you're a young child and how you deal with it? And I know I had my own struggles with emetophobia. It wasn't my front burner issue. It was my side dish. <laughs> Social anxiety is my main dish, which you've got to. But I invited my daughter, we'll call her Miss Eight, back onto the show. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Last time you were on, you were six. <laughs> Seems like we're doing this every two years. Yep. Uh, maybe we should do it more often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you asked me to do it more often. But, you know, I just want to make sure that you grow and that you're still okay with coming on. I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, have you feel uncomfortable about it. Yep. <laughs> so... You wanted to talk about your fear of throwing up today, mm-hmm. and that was something that, that – a topic that you picked. So I wonder if we can start off from the beginning, like when you started to notice, when you started to get afraid of throwing up. Okay, so it all started – I actually had a pee problem first, but – and then when I started to have it, then my stomach started hurting, and then I was really scared of throwing up. Yeah, and you know, that happens a lot to a lot of kids, that they have some other anxiety or OCD issue – and they get nervous about it, and then that nervousness makes them feel nauseous, and then that nausea becomes the fear in and of itself. Is that what happened to you? Yeah. Because you were really, and this isn't a podcast about this, but you had what we call in the field sensory motor OCD, where you worried about having to pee. And I do have a whole episode on that, and that was episode 131. So I do have a whole episode on that about like the urge, kind of like the hyper-focusing of your body parts. And for you, it was your bladder, which actually, by the way, is a super common OCD issue, like really focusing on the need to pee and having to pee over and over again. I have a kid's YouTube video on that as well. If you want to check out my YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash anxious toddler 78 and just go to the search button and type in P and you'll find it. And that's actually for kids. So yeah, you started off worrying about peeing, mm-hmm. having to pee, have a pee accident. <laughs> yeah. So then it started to get worse and it started to, and then I actually started to have a big fear of it. A big fear of what? I'm throwing up. Okay. So you started getting nauseous and then you started to not focus as much on the pee, but then you started to focus on the nausea. Mm-hmm. And then we call your anxiety and OCD O-Cloud. Uh-huh, yeah. So what did your O-Cloud start telling you? Um, it started telling me, hey, if you throw up, your friends won't like you. They won't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually a really common fear among kids. And sometimes I talk to parents and I tell them, like, they really need to find out the core fear behind the fear of throwing up because it's different for each one. Like, you're afraid that people won't be friends with you, where other people don't even care about that. They care more about some 
kids worry about the pain of it. Some kids worry about that they'll never stop throwing up. So different core fears. But yours, it's kind of like your social anxiety. It's like your social anxiety and your fear of throw up smushed together, Mm -hmm. which a lot of kids, I think, who have social anxiety have the metaphobia because of that. Yeah. Let's talk about what, how it showed up, like what it made you nervous about and what your anxiety looked like when it was really bad. Well, I remember this one time, one of my friends, he threw up and then my stomach's just like, no. And then I started feeling terrible. And then I went to French class and then I'm like so nervous. I'm like, can I have the trash can, please? I was like so nervous. And then what happened? Well, then it really kind of like stopped because then I'm like, wait. He's actually sick. You're not sick. You just felt, you just started feeling sick because um, your friend was sick. Yeah, and those are good green thoughts. We did work on red thoughts and green thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. How would you do that? Um, do like what? Like your red thoughts and green thoughts. So what, well, what were like your red thoughts? And then- well, first I would say like my red thoughts. Like, I'm scared I'm going to throw up. And then I'd say my green thoughts. Well, you're never going to... Well, you only throw up when you're sick, and you just started to feel sick. Yeah, that's a good green thought. That makes you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. So how long did that go on for? It went on for, like, a couple of years, actually. I've been working on it for a couple of years now. You have, and you're only eight, so that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. When do you think it was the worst? Huh. Well, there's really never been worse because it's gone up like not that high it's gone to like medium and then it's went down a little bit um well i remember this one time i was eating like brownies and then my stomach literally just dropped and then i literally and then i look and dad and my brother weren't home so i literally just rushed to the toilet but i didn't barf and i was waiting for dad to come home and i never barfed and that was just my anxiety yeah Yeah, and it's hard because with you, it gets complicated because you also have celiac disease. So sometimes you do have, like, your stomach is super sensitive, and sometimes when you eat certain things, you do feel nauseous. So I know that that can make it harder. I know, but it was gluten-free. What, the brownie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes when you eat, like, sugary stuff, for some reason it makes you nauseous. Yeah, but I think that was actually an anxiety attack. You do? So how can you tell the difference? That would be a good thing to cover. Well, I can tell the difference because, well, sometimes my stomach just hurts. And I know it's just my anxiety. It's because I know I'm eating gluten-free stuff. And why else would my stomach hurt? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes there's a mystery. Mm-hmm. When, when do you think your stomach hurts because you're, like, definitely anxious? Um, sometimes, um, when I go on a plane. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. I can think of one that just (laughs) happened recently. Oh, when I got my tooth pulled? (laughs) Yeah. That was rough. Really rough. But you were a trooper. Mm Mm-hmm. So my stomach just got so anxious, um, when I was waiting, I literally didn't feel good at all. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny. Well, it's not like funny, haha, funny, but it's funny because a lot of times you're worried, like when you have to do something scary, like getting your tooth out or getting your blood taken, you're scared. But then when we talk about like what your core fear is, like what you're really scared about, almost always it's you're afraid you're going to throw up. Yeah. Are you okay? Uh huh. So I just had like a little tiny hiccup. Is it hard to talk about this? 
Oh, no, not at all. Okay, checking in. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because you're worried about throwing up if you got your tooth out. You're worried about throwing up if you got your blood taken. And both times you did throw up, right? Yeah, no. But then I came to realize that it was just my oak cloud. Yeah. And what did you survive in? Yes. Was it survivable? Yes, because the gas they put on me, they didn't, it didn't harm my stomach at all. I know, that was good. Yes, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so funny because, like, we build up this, this fear of throwing up, and I feel like the buildup of throwing up is actually worse than actually throwing up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I recently had UTI, and I wasn't scared of throwing up one single bit at all. Because when you're really sick, you don't really think about it. No. And when you're anxious, you think about it a lot. Yeah, it's kind of ironic, right? Mm-hmm. So I know, like, the throw-up issue is still with you. It's not 100% mm-hmm. gone. The pee issue, you, like, just, you really did really mm-hmm. well with that. Yeah. That one's pretty squashed. Mm-hmm. It tries to resurface. It tries. But sometimes it, I still have to go to the bathroom on and on, but I'm just like, eh, who cares? Because it's like, not like I'm going anywhere, but sometimes um, it just happens and I'm fine with it, but sometimes it gets a little annoying. Yeah. Well, and if it happens, what should you be doing? Well, trying not to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You want to go back to that, like what we worked on and say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait an extra hour because I know mm-hmm. I just went and I know this is my oak cloud. I actually did do that. All right, then I'm impressed with you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's the thing that I think it's important for parents to hear is we're always working on this. It's not like it's one and done. It's not like you're cured yeah. and it's over. It's like it's it's progress. It's It comes up and then you squash it and then it comes up again. Yeah, it doesn't take like one day. It takes like a couple of years to get it out. Yeah, but it can pop back up, right? Just like mm-hmm. your pee thing wants to pop up once in a while. Yeah, but you have to squash it back down. You do. That's why you can't like just say, okay, I finished that. I'm good. I'm not going to ever have to talk about it again, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, you'll still be scared of sometimes, but you have to face your fears. You do. And that can be really hard. How do you get over the fear and face your fears? Well, I try not to focus on it, but I know I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> So, whatever you're trying to do, like, for instance, if, like, it's pee, you try to wait, like, another two hours or one hour. Yeah. So, you go back to your exposure. So, like, the expo- uh-huh. like the ERP, the exposure exercises we did was delaying peeing, right? So, mm-hmm. if your O-Cloud tells you you have to pee right again, delaying it. Yeah. Uh, once I actually ruined a trip because um, of my pee problem. You didn't ruin our trip. You just had a really rough... It was at the it, end of our trip. Yeah, it was rough. Are you talking about the end of it or are you talking about when we were on the boat? The boat. Yeah, that was rough. But that was also a combination of social anxiety because mm-hmm. you were having hair problems, like you had to hold your hair the whole time. Yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> no, you weren't a mess. You just were having... That was a really, really hard period of time for you. Mm-hmm. But you've been doing so much better since then. Yeah, I think it's been like a year now. Since you've been doing better or since that trip? Since that trip. I think that was last summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like you've come a long way. So what what's some of the work that we did with um, emetophobia so that other people can hear? Because it is kind of weird stuff. With barfing? Yes. Um, uh, the phobia is – it has a weird name, so I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, at the beginning, we saw pictures of people throwing up. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> there was this picture of a girl throwing up orange. Um, we had to work on that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just explain to people who don't know what we're talking about that one of the most effective ways to treat emetophobia, fancy name for the fear of throwing up, <laughs> is doing ERP, which stands for Exposure Response Prevention. And a lot of people don't know that. And so a lot of times parents will just tell their kids, hey, you're fine. And their child will say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to throw up. And they'll be like, you're fine. And it will just grow and grow. Or they'll avoid certain things that will make them afraid of throwing up. But really the way to treat it is to do what is called exposures, where you look at pictures of people throwing up, which sounds really disgusting. (laughs) And it probably was, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to look at pictures of throwing up. I know, but if you want to face your fears and you want to get over it, then you might have to do it. Yeah. I think that's true. And we've done a lot of exposures for a lot of different things. Your fear of getting your blood taken. We're still working on that one. That one, that one's alive and kicking. (laughs) Although, I mean, I think you're going to get better at that. That one's our current one. Yeah. We did exposures on peeing and pee accidents. And we did exposures around throw up. So how did you feel when you were doing that? Um, the throw up one, um, I kind of felt like, ew, this is disgusting. Why are you making me do this? I know. You thought I was crazy, right? Yes. I literally, I'm like, mom, are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, people pay me to do this. You're getting free service here. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, I know, but when you pay money and your kids don't like it, your kids don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not paying money. We're just, it was free because it was me. So then you, so you looked Mm -hmm. at pictures and then what did you do after pictures? Um, we watched videos of people throwing up. Yeah, how was that? Good. I only remember this one video of a guy throwing up. It was really loud. So what what was the purpose of doing that? Because I know like you, you would have times during these exposures, especially the blood one actually recently, mm-hmm. where you'd get really angry with me and you would say that I'm being cruel and... Why would we have to look at these pictures? Oh, yes. That's definitely the blood taken one. <laughs> I know. There's been a lot of pushback on that one for sure. Although we're not looking at, like, really scary pictures. Yeah. Um, it's just um, my brother, like, like wiping his, his arm. arm down. It was just a – it's a video that I took before he got his blood taken and a video of him after so no, that you could get – No, it's pictures, actually, Mom. Oh. No, I have video. But I didn't show you the video. I've, we haven't built up to the video. <laughs> yep. Not yet. But you did go – with him recently, which was kind of a jump in the hierarchy, uh-huh. for him to go, he went and he got his blood taken because he has Hashimoto, so he has to get his blood taken every six months. You have celiac, so you have to get your blood taken every year too. And that was a really good exposure. You went and you didn't go in the room, but just going to the lab and seeing where you would normally be. I literally knew it was happening. I knew when he, I knew when he was getting clean. I knew when the needle was in and when it was out. It's kind of weird. Well, we are brothers and sisters. Yep. We know everything about each other. You just intuitively know. What is he doing right now? (laughs) Go ahead. Project. He's playing Minecraft. There you go. (laughs) That's probably true. Okay, so you watched videos, and then you still had struggles, right? Yeah, but I still had to watch more videos. Yep. When do you think you have the, the fear of throwing up the most? Um, like when we go places, like when there's something new happening, when we go places, like when we go on a plane, when we go to the dentist. Yep. Mainly anywhere we go. <laughs> yeah, and I, do you think it's gotten worse in the pandemic? 
What's the pandemic? Well, this coronavirus thing that's going on right now where yeah. we haven't had to go out. So you haven't had a lot of practice? Um, no, uh, it's not really new places. It's just uh, places that I know it will hurt in, like getting my tooth pulled. Well, that actually didn't hurt. I just felt tickled. So like situations where you know you're going to be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed before the pandemic, coronavirus, you would get really nauseous before birthday parties. Uh-huh. That was a big one. Yeah, I was scared of going to birthday parties. Yep. And so what was your O-Cloud telling you around that? What if people don't hang out with you? What if people, what if you don't know anybody? What if people don't like you? What if they don't have, well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so those were all like social anxiety fears. Mm-hmm. Not related to throwing up. Well, I did actually feel sick on going to this one birthday party. Um, I'm like, no, mom, we have to go. And then actually I saw my friends having fun. So then I'm like, hey, mom, is it okay if I stay? That actually wasn't just one birthday party. It's been like all of them <laughs> in the last two years. <laughs> I'm glad you have amnesia. But you always want, you always power through it. You always feel nauseous. And what do mm-hmm. we say? If you throw up, none of your friends will still, you know, none of your friends will not like you. Exactly. So we don't tell you you're not going to throw up. Yeah, because that's just wrong. Because then it's technically saying, hey, you're not going to get a dog. (laughs) Well, it's not like saying that. (laughs) I don't know. I was just trying to find an example. Okay, that's okay. So we don't provide reassurance for you. We want you to accept the worst case scenario when it comes to pee. I don't know why I said pee. (laughs) Throw up, but also with your pee. So, Mm -hmm. or even with social anxiety, like the worst thing that's going to happen is you might have an accident, even though you've never had one. You might throw up. You might throw up, right? So when you say, mom, I might throw up, I normally say, well, you may or you may not. But if you do, what's the worst that can happen? Um, Normally when she says that, I'm like, why don't you just say you're not going to throw up, literally? But now I've realized that that's really not like good to say that because then it's just like, hey, you're not going to throw up. But but actually, if you do, then you would actually be very mad at your parents. <laughs> well, and also, it creates actually a compulsion. Do you mm-hmm. remember what a compulsion is? It's something that you do or you avoid to get some brief relief with OCD. Mm-hmm. So like peeing over and over again, that's a compulsion. Uh-huh. Um, or asking your mom for reassurance. Mom, do I have a fever? Mom, do, am I going to throw up? Mom, do I feel sick? Or if you keep on showering. That's true. That could be a compulsion. You don't have that. Yeah, no, I just came up with it. <laughs> that is actually very true, though. You started to scare me. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> is that something I need to worry about? Yeah. Or like you were doing a thing with blood for a little while where like you... Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I, couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even type the word blood. Couldn't even type the word blood or hear someone say the word blood. So that's a compulsion, too. That's avoidance. Mm-hmm. So when people have emetophobia, their biggest compulsion a lot of times is to ask their mom, Mom, am I sick? Am I going to throw up? And the, if the mom says, oh, or honey, dad. or dad, you're <laughs> nice and fair. Normally it's the mom, to be honest, but sometimes it's the dad. Hey, don't do it to the dad. <laughs> Your dad would be so proud. Yeah, but have you ever said that to dad? No. Okay, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. So when you say, hey, I feel like I'm going to throw up, and if I say, you're okay, don't worry, you're fine, then I'm completing that OCD loop, and I grow your OCD bigger. And so instead, accepting the worst case scenario, and for me to say, well, you may or may not throw up, or sometimes, remember, I used to say, do you need a trash can? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even though that seems cruel... That gets you to accept and not depend on me. To gets you to like, it's, 
it gets you to not be depending on your mom for your whole life. Well, yeah. Well, it's awesome. But the bigger thing is it's not doing a compulsion. Mm-hmm. And so you can accept throwing up and be better. Yeah. Because the ultimate goal is not for you to not feel nauseous because you will feel nauseous some of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But for your o cloud to not take over and say, I'm going to torture you for the rest of your life about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we end, we're almost done. Could you give some some tips for parents who are listening out there who also have children with a metaphobia as far as how they can help their kids? What are some good things to help them with? Well, first of all, uh, do a lot of exposures. Mm-hmm. And also, don't say, hey, you'll be fine if you throw up. I will say, hey, you're not going to throw up. Um, Say, okay, if you throw up, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like you have to process that. <laughs> well, let me summarize. So you're saying like for the parent to not just say, "Hey, you're fine. You won't throw up," but for them to say, "If you throw up, you'll be fine." Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. I know. I get you. <laughs> Anything they shouldn't do? Well, I mean that. I guess that is an example. Of yeah. They shouldn't do. The uh, the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say to kids who are having a hard time with metaphobia? Um, well, you might want to practice um, doing exposures. You think exposures are really helpful? Yes. They've helped me. They've helped me for like a few years. So I think they'll help you guys. Yeah. And you were really brave. You went back into the cafeteria a couple years ago when you were having a really hard time. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. The first step when I went back to the cafeteria, I didn't eat. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Because you were worried about mm-hmm. feeling sick. Yeah, I had it in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a couple months later, um, I started to eat in the cafeteria. Yeah, you did really good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, I think parents hearing from a kid themselves what they went through and what helps them and what they're still mm-hmm. going through, right? Because I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to come across like you're cured of a metaphobia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. You're not at all, and that's okay. You're working through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you still do things like I still have panic attacks. I don't think you have panic attacks. Well, sometimes I get a little scared. Yeah, you have anxiety attacks. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of a difference. Like when you went to the dentist, I would call that probably an anxiety attack. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> it's a big one. But you did it. Yeah, I got through it. Yeah. Thank God for the sleeping gas. <laughs> yeah, but you did it. You do hard mm-hmm. things. And then when you when you do hard things and we didn't have to reschedule or we didn't have to like, you know, after you threw up, we didn't leave there even though they were disgusted. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> she was fine. I'm just kidding. But – Even if they were, you know, it was like you still went through and you got your tooth removed and you came out on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's how you beat anxiety or OCD. Yeah, the worst part was actually not um, getting my tooth pulled. It was actually after it. I know. It was a rough day afterwards. Yes. I had to put that thingy in my mouth for the whole day. But you survived. And that is good. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Again, the third time we said it. (laughs) I know. I know. So I hope you're finding this podcast helpful. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to hit a star on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcast. If you have a few extra minutes and you can leave a review about how you're enjoying this podcast, that actually really does help the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss our episodes that come out every Tuesday. I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. 